Hello, and welcome to KaneCast, a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets by the Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management Team. Hello, this is Ben Falcone, Managing Director with Kane Anderson Rudnick. And with me today, I have Richard Sherry, Portfolio Manager of the KAR Global Dividend Yield Strategy. Richard, equities had strong returns for the fourth quarter, characterized by a broadening out of market returns that had previously been confined to a set of mega cap stocks for the prior nine months of the year. Can you provide our listeners with your perspective on fourth quarter performance for higher global dividend yielding stocks and how your portfolio performed during the quarter as well as the year? Through the first nine months of the year, dividend yielding stocks were weak relative to the broader market due to a rotation into a handful of mega cap tech stocks that you noted. But that underperformance was also impacted by exposure to banks, which were weak earlier in the year and tend to be overrepresented among high yielding stocks relative to the broader market, and by a rotation out of defensive sectors such as consumer staples, healthcare, real estate, and utilities which are also overrepresented in the high-yielding space. This rotation out of defensive sectors was impacted by rising interest rates, which had a negative impact on valuation and investor sentiment. The strong performance that markets saw at the end of the year began in late October, early November, and was much broader than what we had seen earlier in the year. Investors noted indications that inflation may have peaked and was starting to return to the Fed's desired target of 2%. And that, in turn, meant that interest rates may have peaked and may start to decline at some point in 2024. If managed correctly, this could result in a soft landing for the economy and provide a tailwind for consumers who've been negatively impacted by high inflation and high interest rates. As a result, not only did tech stocks do well in the fourth quarter, but so did sectors such as financials, where banks stand to benefit from lower rates, and utilities, whose valuations have been negatively impacted by higher rates. The GDY portfolio outperformed its benchmark of higher-yielding stocks as well as the broader MSCI World Index in the fourth quarter. The portfolio, however, did underperform both for the full year, and this was due in part to the underperformance relative to tech stocks and other risk-on parts of the market, such as materials. Richard, can you discuss a few of the portfolio holdings that were key contributors and detractors to performance within the quarter and for all of 2023? The biggest contributor to performance during the quarter was IBM, which continues to see its hybrid cloud offering resonate with clients. Deutsche Post benefited from B2C trends, which appear to be normalizing. Zurich Insurance has benefited from higher interest rates. Verizon is seeing CapEx spend related to 5G peaking, which we believe should benefit free cash flow. And Bank of Hawaii has benefited from a stabilization in interest rates. The biggest detractor was Pfizer, which remains in a period of uncertainty as it deals with some loss of exclusivity issues in advance of new product launches. In addition, the company's offering in the weight loss space produced some disappointing results, and demand for the company's COVID products, vaccine and Paxlovid, have been weaker than expected. Takeda Pharmaceutical stock has been weak recently due in part to a couple of setbacks in its pipeline and a couple of impairments. Pepsi and Pinnacle West were sold very early in the quarter and thus contributed little to strong absolute performance of the portfolio during the quarter. And Cisco Systems is dealing with the short-term slowdown in demand as customers are deploying product that was ordered when there were bottlenecks in the supply chain. Lead time and backlogs have since returned to normal. For the full year, 
Deutsche Post and IBM were the two biggest contributors for the reasons noted above. Adeco Group has seen an improvement in staffing demand as well as share gains. We believe BAE Systems continues to remain well positioned to benefit from increased military spend in the US, Europe, and Australia. MSC Industrial has exhibited a continued ability to outgrow industrial production. They're taking share and winning new accounts while there is increased optimism among their customers regarding industrial activity in the US. The biggest attractor for the full year was Pfizer for the reasons noted above. Amcor's business mix is typically buoyed by its exposure to consumer staples products, which usually remain resilient when the economy slows. However, the current inflationary environment has depressed demand for those products more than is typical. NN Group was negatively impacted when the Court of Appeal in The Hague issued an interim judgment against NN Life regarding a number of unit-linked policies that were sold years ago. This judgment is not in line with prior judgments and represents a material adverse risk to the company, per management. It had appeared that this issue was nearing a positive conclusion, given the uncertainty we sold our shares. Flowers Foods has been negatively impacted by continued pressure on the consumer from inflation and high interest rates. And U.S. Bancor has struggled recently to replicate prior success in the banking sector. As a result, we sold our shares. Richard, as we head into 2024, thinking about the current backdrop for the economy, as well as it being an election year, can you speak about how your portfolio is positioned relative to your benchmark? The portfolio continues to be higher yielding than our benchmark in line with the portfolio's objective. You know, that negatively impacted performance in 2023 as lower yielding risk on stocks generally did better. A large move in interest rates, as we saw in 2023, also had a negative impact. The large move in interest rates that we saw in 2023 is not typical, and we would not expect that kind of volatility going forward. However, we would anticipate that any future decline in interest rates would represent a potential valuation tailwind for many of the stocks in the portfolio. Overall, our approach remains the same, and we wouldn't expect an election year to have an impact in that regard. We continue to invest in a portfolio of businesses that generate a consistent and growing income stream. In our experience, unlike fixed income investments, the dividends in our portfolio typically increase over time, which can generate additional income for investors and provide protection against inflation. Richard, thanks for taking the time to provide your insight to our KaneCast listeners. You've just listened to KaneCast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. For more of our investing insights, head over to our website, www.kane.com. KaneCast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management, CAR. This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed herein are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of CAR or its affiliates, are current as of the date and time of the recording, and are subject to change at any time due to changes in market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by CAR to be reliable and are not necessarily all-inclusive. CAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. This communication should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future results.